and brightest day and blackest night. All other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's minds. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bokelman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 499B. (laughs) The episode you didn't know was coming. (laughs) Including us, because Chad jinxed us again. (laughs) Ah, I mean, I I do have a habit of announcing stuff I'm excited (laughs) for, but in this case, it is a milestone, so I feel justified in uh, preemptively. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Uh, you, may, you, may, you may not be saying that as we record 499Z. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are we talking about tonight? Well, a long time ago in a pre-COVID world far away, we had talked about, since we always do a basically a movie a movie preview in January, we thought, hey, it, may, it might not be a bad idea to do a movie, and obviously we can... I think we've generally decided we can expand it into not other stuff on streaming and TV shows that that have come out during the year. But do a do a postmortem besides just looking ahead, going back and seeing how some of the things that we were looking forward to measured up to our expectations. And also probably some of the things that we didn't think were going to be impressive or good. And maybe they pleasantly surprised us. And that's pretty much, I think, the gist of what we're going to be doing to doing tonight. Yeah, January is our movie preview, and I guess we'll do a movie retrospective in December. Like we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> right now. Um, As we this, is, this is an idea that you've wanted to do before. Uh, so what? how did you envision doing it when we finally got around to it? Just, I think, in all honesty, when we talked about this a couple of years ago, I think it was just the idea, like I said, it's not maybe not being as much of a slave to the certainly not the top five lists that we had. Not, And I mean, we always were not 100 percent slaves to that because we always had, you know, the middle of the road and the monkey crap list. But the point was we freely zeroed in on the top five. And then we, when we we kind of crammed everything else in. I So I kind of envisioned this more. Just as, as a more more like free flowing, the idea that just not necessarily spending like, hey, we're spending like a third of the episode of, or maybe or like half the episode just waxing or waning poetic about our top five list. But just looking generally at just our general thoughts about what what succeeded, what didn't, what surprised us. You know, things things like that, pretty much. I think well, I mean, was, not 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 to mention the fact that we also have several episodes where we talk at length about some of each of these movies. That is true. Yeah, that is that is a natural buffer, if you will, to uh getting too wrapped up in and having too many discussions about things that we've already that we've already gone into at 
at length. And so, I mean, looking at this, as we, as Chad and I tried to actually figure out what exactly our full top five lists were. <laughs> I found mine, thank God. Yeah, I, I, I have my, I know four of my five, and I don't remember what I put. I don't actually remember what I did was number five now because my handwritten notes are a little. I know I, I had Don't Worry Darling at one point on it, and I had an arrow seemingly indicating it was leaving, and then I had Creed 3 arrowed onto it, which, of course, wouldn't have mattered anyway since it didn't come out in 2022. But looking at my list as a whole, I had Doctor Strange, and I'd say Doctor Strange was a little disappointing. Obviously, Thor was very disappointing. I, Unlike most people, I did like Halloween Ends, so honestly, those, those I think were my top three. I think Halloween Ends was the only one I probably was at least a little bit pleasantly surprised with. I, Scream, I kind of cheated with in a way because it was either coming out or it just come out right when we were doing that. Scream, I liked, and of everything else that I did want, I did want to see. I know we, we Morbius was okay. It was entertaining, but not not great uh jurassic world we you know we was kind of middle of the road uh, and we both we both liked black adam and um i think those were the, those were my i think were the my main ones that i was really in i was really super super interested in and i would say that's how they they measured up so how do you want to do it do you want to do you want to follow suit? Do you want? Or... Yeah. Um. So my top five was number five, Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore. And number four was Jurassic World Dominion. Number three, Black Adam. Number two, Morbius. And number one, something that hasn't come out yet because it got pushed back, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part One. I don't know why I made it my number one. I think looking back, there was no way that was ever going to come out this year. So well, we, we didn't really know in January. We didn't really know. That. No, um, but a but but a movie of its animated caliber, I would guess, I think is is what I'm thinking there. But anyways, I think Fantastic Beasts uh, does still sit at number five for me. Um, I watched it more out of curiosity rather than any loyalty and interest to the franchise. I thought it was pretty good. Um, but I didn't see it in theaters and I, you know, I waited till HBO Max and then even a little bit after because, and this is going to be a theme throughout from my side of the, the, the coin. The past couple of years, I've been in a sort of anxiety. You could say depressed. I don't want to get like too personal or whatever. Just my mental state has been such that I would, I feel more comfortable spending my evenings doing something familiar to me which when it comes to watching stuff is like re-watching tv shows i already know i like because not only do i feel comfortable with the material i'm not going to be worried about like i don't know i i can i call it the office effect you know like when there were those cringe moments in the office that you almost couldn't even watch um you know i just like you know something new that's going to pop up that's going to disquiet me in some way or you know, if I need to get up and go do dishes at a certain point, I'm not sit there locked to the couch of this new thing I'm trying to take in. So I just end up, you know, comfort rewatching a lot of stuff I really like. Um, so my list may be smaller uh, in terms of what I consume this year than Mark for that reason. But that's why it took me a while to watch Secrets of Dumbledore. I did see Jurassic World Dominion in theaters. And yes, it was a letdown. We did talk about that in one of our episodes. And uh, Black Adam, I think, has now moved to number one, my number one movie of the year thus far um, in terms of my list. And Morbius is probably now 
you know, just above Fantastic Beasts. I did like Morbius more than maybe some other people did, um, but more for I didn't take it very seriously. Um, I think the people who went into it expecting a lot of it um, are the ones who are really upset by it. And I didn't ex- I expected something, but nothing to the extent that maybe some others did. And it, it didn't leave as sour a taste in my mouth um, as it did for some other people. But yeah, I, um, you know, I actually recently bought Jurassic World Dominion. It was uh, Voodoo had a sale for Cyber Monday. It was like, you know, for like for seven ninety nine, pick any two movies from this list, you know, a mix and match bundle. And, uh, you know, it's for seven ninety nine for the HD versions, just mix and match this stuff. So I got all of the indie franchise. I got the two Jack Reacher movies with Tom Cruise, which I'd never seen. And but one of the things I also picked up was Jurassic World Dominion because I have the other Jurassic movies on Vudu, so I needed to complete the digital collection. Haven't yet watched it because like it, it was just Cyber Monday, so. But I want to see how that does on a second viewing uh, when I'm in the comfort of my own home and um, am not putting too high an expectation on it. I, I anticipate it on a second watch through being a better a better movie in terms of just. You know, like I said, comfort entertainment, something not too serious. And, you know, I've seen it before and yeah, maybe, uh, you know, I know what to expect going into it. So maybe it'll be better this time around. No, I no, I, I, I can I can understand that that uh, desire or that approach to things. And I, yeah, I would and I would I normally we when we do when we talk, even if when we don't obviously do a postmortem, we just talk amongst ourselves. I do get to, I do get to see more stuff usually in uh in theaters than you so it's well you also have like a day set set aside for the it, most yeah but part it's not yeah but it's it's it is regular but not set in stone obviously yeah. obviously there are sometimes it doesn't work and there are sometimes we by circumstance it gets switched up actually looking at everything I wrote down there's still like Puss in Boots is still one movie that's on my middle of the road list that still has yet to come out actually since uh I still have hot I am, I'm holding out high hopes for Puss in Boots. The reviews have been pretty good so far. The early reviews on Puss in Boots. I've seen a pretty hard push for it on, um, in terms of trailers and stuff lately. And it'll be good. And even though on one level it seems like it's bad timing because it's basically going to come out against Avatar, but it is good counter programming because obviously that's a, as a movie for families to go take their kids to when you don't want to spend three hours plus watching a James Cameron movie. So I think I think from a counter punching perspective, that probably is not a, that, that could that could that could pay off for them. I know we talked about the bride with Natalie Emanuel. I don't think that it actually made my top five, but that was something that I actually thought that was pretty decent. I didn't have great high expectations on it. The Black Phone was another one of my middle of the road movies. I, I did really enjoy that. That that met my expectations. Um, a lot of our movies got bumped. Obviously, you mentioned Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The Flash got bumped. Aquaman got bumped. Let's see what else. Uh, Creed. I mentioned Creed 3 got bumped. It's, uh, I finally saw the trailer for that. That does look interesting. It it looks interesting enough for 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 me. While I'm like I mentioned before, I'm in the wheelhouse for that. But I w- had no great desire to see Creed 3, even without the stuff going on with you know Stallone feuding with with Oren Winkler and everybody and and 
borderline at times seems like he's got one moment. It seems like he doesn't have a beef with Michael B. Jordan. And another time it kind of seems like he, he, there may be something there too, but either way that trailer by itself. Yes. Because it looks like it's going to, it honestly looks like it's a Rocky, a Rocky three, Rocky five combination with obviously other factors that we don't know yet thrown, thrown in as far as the dynamic between the, between uh, the characters. But yes, I mean, I think it was a really good trailer. And they've done a good, and that's one thing they've been very good at in this, the Creed's uh, branch of the Rocky franchises. They're, they've been really good at doing trailers to get your interest. And even if you're not a diehard fan of the franchise, they can, you can say, well, that's a good trailer. Uh, and they yeah. did. So I think that's Black Panther was on my monkey crap list and i actually quite like black panther so that that i guess surprised me uh, yeah i actually just if you guys heard typing in the background i was looking at our website um um i've actually made a list of everything we did a special review episode of this year so for black panther that's episode 499a if you guys want to hear more yes that that is that is that was the last one dan and i did yes the uh we'll see i'm Hopefully this will be the last 499 episode, but if not, then, <laughs> if not, then at least that was the first, the first, the first of the series. Yeah. So, uh, so black. I still Panthers. haven't seen it, unfortunately. Yeah. I have feel, I figured you were going to say that the, uh, yeah, that'll be, that was our last of our movie review episodes, individual movie review episodes of, of the year. Um, never saw, didn't see Sonic, didn't see Sonic. I thought me, me neither. I, it, yeah. it also hasn't been yet on, um, Something it, free, it, yeah, right? Hasn't yeah, been any, it, any free service? Yeah, and it also uh, hasn't yet been like on a significant sale on Vudu yet. So, because I have the first one, I think that's, I think if it goes on sale on Vudu for like eight bucks or something, I might pick it up. I also didn't see which I, what the what the hell? Oh, obviously, we saw Super, the League of Super Pets. See, you know what's interesting about that one is I have that one on Blu-ray and everything. I think I. I think I saw it because yeah. it was one of those times where I put it on, but unfortunately it was just a day where like, man, that 30 minutes in or 45 minutes in, I just fell asleep because it was just that kind of a day. It wasn't, had nothing to do with the movie, but I like, I seem to remember vague bits of it. Like I pieced the movie together in my head somehow. So I, I actually, I technically haven't seen it yet despite owning it. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I've got, I don't think I've tried to play it since it's, and you don't have that anymore, but I don't think I've tried to play it since it went on to HBO Max. I think yeah. I only saw it. I, and I did, to be fair, I dozed off on it. I dozed off on it even in the theater for like the, somewhere in the first 25 minutes. I know I dozed. I don't know how long I dozed off, but it's one of those things where you're in and out. So it's kind of hard to judge exactly how much of the movie that you missed. But I, but what was the other one that I surprisingly, there was something else on this list that I know I surprisingly, oh, Fantastic Beasts. Not that, to be fair, not that I've seen any of the Fantastic Beasts movie, be, Beasts movies from beginning to end, but I did want to see the Dumbledore one, and I I still have I still haven't done that. Maybe one of these days I'll just sit down and try to watch from the first one, just go in order and watch. Those. Yeah, if you've never seen the others, don't even bother the, with the third because it's picking up on obviously very specific storylines. Yeah. There's a storyline through all three, which is funny because I've been do- I've been not necessarily binge watching, but I've been watching a lot of the Harry Potter movies. So it was just funny that in, uh, I think Deathly Hallows part one, how you, how you see the picture, like in the book of young Grindel, Grindelwald when they're, when they're yeah. talking about stuff in the, 
in the book. And that obviously has much more meaning now, just because even if you didn't watch the other three movies, the Fantastic Beast movie is the fact that you know that Grindelwald as a character is the focal point in those movies and you know and and Deathly Hallows and stuff. It's just a just a name drop and something that has some significance, but not in the in the not overly in the major plot of you know the the seven Harry Potter books. So it is kind of that's kind of one of those. It's almost like an Easter egg when you go back and you look and and you look at that now. I'm trying to think just anything. Lightyear was on my crap list, and that kind of was – it was better than I, I – still. it wasn't great, but it still was better than I thought it was going to be. Avatar remains on my crap list, which doesn't mean I'm not going to see it because I already have my tickets to see it. But I'm not expect. I'm not expecting miracles out of that movie. I just – I'm I wanted, I'm mm-hmm. curious to see – I'm not going to lie. I'm curious to see how, if at all, it grabs me from a storytelling perspective. I expect the 3D to be good, really good. But I'm wondering if the story is going to be up to close to being on par with the special effects, because I think that's the only real chance this one's going to have to be able to be a really big, big, big box office. Yeah, hit. I saw Lightyear as well. Um, it was it was pretty enjoyable, um, but uh, slow. It's kind of slow. Yeah, it is. It is kind of slow. And I don't know. I don't know that if I like their reveal for Zerg. So, yeah, that was. That was a little odd. I know it goes against kind of like, you know, the old joke, you know, the which, of course, was the play, the play on the Empire Strikes Back thing. But I I don't know. There there were things. Again, I was thinking about this today, of course, and also in relation to like uh, what strange world tanking that I was thinking of going. I was think, going back. I was going back to light year and thinking about it and the fact that, you know, it's not a bad it's not a bad movie, but in some levels it it fails conceptually because it's really imp- pretty hard to imagine that that's going to be the movie that inspired Andy to become a big Buzz Lightyear fan <laughs> or even going to grab like a generation of kids. It's like, Oh, th- that would captivate, you know, that would captivate their imagination when the movie is relatively slow and to begin with. And of course, nobody, we, we all know the star of that movie was socks. So if that really was the movie that inspired the toy line then why didn't andy have socks <laughs> and why the weren't there why weren't any of the other characters right you know? that's true too yeah. it's it's the red the red the retcon doesn't the retcon doesn't work there and yeah, i if think you, if you want if you want a group of i mean just like you want you know a bunch of clone troopers or whatever if you want a a, a legion of space rangers you need more than just buzz so <laughs> you know all we ever saw was just rows and rows and rows of buzz light years and never anything else <laughs> Right. And and it's just funny because that that point of view gets magnified because you see now that or when it, you still see them on the shelves because nobody's buying them. But when they were first putting the toys out for light year, you know, socks is a big selling point as well. He should be. He's the, he, he's the best character in the movie. But the point is, but the point is, in real life, if like like we said, if that was really the movie, like they like the whole premise of this is that this is. You know, that's why it's not Tim Allen doing the voice, because this is the movie that inspired the toy line that that, Tim, you know, that, that version of Buzz Lightyear came from. It was, an, it was kind of like a variation, an offshoot from. But the point is that, you know, Sox was the break breakout character of that movie. So that's it kind of that's kind of hard to retcon or to uh, balance that equation saying why, you know, why that char- that character didn't exist previously. If that was if this is the movie that supposedly started it all. But so it was 
I thought I thought I thought like I thought Lightyear was 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 fine. Uh, did you watch the Guardians Christmas special? I haven't. I I do mean to though. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, honestly, this weekend because I um, finally put the Christmas tree up last night and uh, all the other Christmas decor was up, but I still need to trim the tree. So probably have that on while I'm while I'm doing that. Yeah, I heard that uh, Mantis is a breakout character for that one. Yeah, she she's a major she's a major focal point, which is which is fine because first of all we know she she and Drax always had good they had good chemistry to begin with, and and I think I'm kind of Dave Bautista out and Draxed out, so I'm glad they put they put him with a character that is just inherent because she's awkward and and not as um which is odd saying because she obviously comes from another world, but she is kind of not worldly as far as because she's so socially stunted and unawkward that it kind of is a nice balancing act because of the because of the innocence she brings to the table because Drax is only innocent from the perspective that he that he has no concept of sarcasm and everything goes over his head and he's kind of stupid most of the time but she's just she you know she is just you know it's just kind of like she's kind of been locked locked away and sheltered in a way and that's why she perceives things but when you watch it you there's you you get yeah you get a lot more of the understanding of what makes her, uh, what drives her and makes her tick. And plus you get Cosmo, you get the, our first real, not, not visual look. Cause we've seen Cosmo before, but we get real interact interaction with Cosmo and seeing what Groot looks like now and things like that. So I was, it's to me, it started slow, but I liked, but it, it won me over overall at the, you know, probably in the middle towards the end, I was a little concerned. I was a little concerned, like in the first, Maybe 15 minutes that I said, I don't know if this is going to work for me, even though there's still funny things in the first 15. But I think so. There are two specials have been, I would say, overall, the first their first special two specials have been home runs overall. Probably two of two of the best parts of phase four have been their their two specials, Werewolf by Night and the Guardians Holiday special. So I think that's. Yeah, not, we talked about Werewolf by Night and She-Hulk and 497, but like Werewolf by Night. Man, I need to watch that again because that was so impressive. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think I've watched it from beginning to end. It's certainly not since we recorded, but I, I'm trying to go back and play it in my head if I've watched the entire thing from beginning to end more than once. I could have watched it twice. I know if I've gone back and revisited moments in it, but I just don't remember if I've actually sat down for the full like 50 minutes and it's in a full, you know sitting down from beginning to end again but i would like to i did i think i did do that with guardians because guardians is once you watch it and you and it's pretty i think it's rewatchable i know i've heard other people say that you know it's not something you're like hey not something you really need to like you revisit it's not or it's not going to be like a true holiday special where you'll want to go back to it every year but i think i think there's replay value in it and i think it does it kind of whets the appetite a little bit for Guardians Three, even though, probably, I overall I would suspect, based on what we know of Guardians Three, that this is going to, in a way, it's kind of like a cruel like a uh, prologue because we this, overall things just relatively upbeat in this, and they end at a nice upbeat note. And Guardians Three is not supposed to be as, you know, upbeat <laughs> overall for not for not since all these characters are not supposed to be making it out of Guardians Three, so. Yeah. Um. You know, I think I'm just going to ignore everything that we've had actual episodes for 
I'll tell people what to look for at the end of the episode. Um, but uh, let's see stuff that we, I didn't really talk about much in that uh, in the preview episode in January. And I, I have one too, and I have one too. That I just saw looking at my list. that we hadn't mentioned yet, but yeah. Um, because my brother-in-law wanted to see it. I saw the North man, um, which was that kind of Viking movie or or whatever. Did you see that? No, I never saw the moment Scars Guard. It was uh it was actually pretty good. Um it's 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 kind of violent. It's a little trippy in some ways and very entertaining despite being a pretty straightforward story. It's uh I I I actually I would love to watch it again, but it's a it was a very entertaining movie. Um and uh it definitely worth the time you know my brother-in-law just wanted to go see it with somebody i was like yeah i'm down so i went with him uh and then of course i also saw elvis which i which i have still not seen elvis it's good um it's a little longer it feels a little long um but i don't know what could have been cut if i think back on it um, I was entertained by all the bits, but there it, you still kind of feel how long the movie is. But I, you know, I'm I'm just really biased when it comes to like you know movie biopics, and I thought I thought the cast did great, and it did have me looking up, you know, and I'm bad at remembering people's names, but Tom Hanks's character, um, that he played, uh, who was the guy who was manipulating Elvis or whatever, um, Colonel Parker. Yeah. Um. So. You know, I didn't really know much about all that story, so it, it had me curious about the reality of all of that and, and kind of digging into that a little bit. And uh, it is a movie I would watch again. I've almost started it. It's one of those things where sometimes it's out of sight, out of mind. And then when I find when I when it hits me like I'm going through the list or scrolling deeper into the recently added stuff like on, on HBO max. And it's like, Oh, it's like two in the morning. And it's like, I don't want to put something on that I haven't watched because oh, I haven't even, even if I have watched it, but it's been a long time because my instinct then is to try to, even if I'm not looking at the screen to listen to it and pay attention to it, as opposed to putting something on, I've watched a gazillion times and I'll just fall. I can block it out and fall asleep. So, uh, I still do. I still do want to watch it. There was something else that was on HBO Max that I hadn't gotten to see that, or I hadn't seen in a while that I wanted to go back and watch. But I will, I do want to re, I do want to revisit or visit uh, Elvis because it was something I thought about seeing and especially when they first were about to drop it on HBO Max but like everything else sometimes it gets it gets drowned out uh, Top Gun Top Gun is something that can't be overlooked when we're looking back just generally speaking as because as of now anyway Top Gun is really the movie of the year uh, we don't know what Avatar is going to do obviously but no matter how much money Avatar ends up truly making, the majority of it's not going to be in 2022, no matter what, since it comes out only in a couple, a couple of weeks from now. But Top Gun is the that is the probably the not just the biggest surprise of the year from a big blockbuster. Unless you want to look at maybe like a really small movie like Everything Everywhere All at Once. That is another one that's what. Well, that's another contender for what movie of the year because of the fact that it's what it made and what it did considering what the expectations were that but if you're looking at a a popcorn movie or you're looking at a blockbuster movie that did so much better than people thought yeah i still still haven't seen it i have it 
Um, but it's been like, I, I, I've mentioned this before, but it's been so long since I've seen the original Top Gun that before I see Maverick, I want to watch the original Top Gun first. So because it involves watching two movies, I'm just like, I've been putting it off and putting it off. But again, especially if you've already watched the first Top Gun and even because I Top Gun Maverick works as a perfect sequel, because even if you never saw the original, you, everything you need to know about what happened in that movie, how as far as how it affects this movie, they tell you in this and show you in this movie. So you could go in completely blind to this movie and just appreciate this movie by itself. And you still basically will get the gist of the important thematic and plot elements that happened in the first movie because they tell you and they show you what they are. So you, so if you don't, you, you may want to go back and watch the original. You don't need to, to, to enjoy this movie, especially if you have the, as a added bonus, you have the fact that you did see the original, even if it was a while ago. Like I never saw the original. I only saw pieces of the original. Like I think I saw the end and, and almost everybody has seen scenes and things. But I've never I never saw it. I never thought I'd ever. Do. It just wasn't a movie that ever appealed to me. And that was that was when yeah, it was when Tom Cruise was rising and he didn't he wasn't. But it just the character just didn't seem like it was any I would have an interest in. And I think that they do a good job with doing the doing a realistic portrayal of what that character would probably be like as as he as he gets older, that they don't completely it's not like he's completely different, but, but he's also has grown up a little bit and, but there's still enough elements of why people like the character that's there. It's a, it's good. I mean, that movie was really, really good. So it's, so that was a movie that you can, you absolutely understand why it made the amount of money that it made and why that movie like stayed into the top 10. I think for, I, I think that movie was in the top 10 until either the end of August or it was actually the beginning of September. It lasted that long from, from Memorial day through the, if not the entire summer, almost the entire summer, that movie stayed in the top 10, which was just, and even after it was for, they finally put it on video on, and on demand, it still kept making money and money and money. And they're going to, and I know, and then there's, and I forget if there's extra stuff, but they're about to re-release it. I'm trying, I'm going to guess there may be extra footage they're putting in it. I just I just I know I I heard about it the other day. I didn't read the article, but so far, I think that's probably going to be the movie of the year, no matter what. I don't know if whatever Avatar does. I don't know if that's going to again, because Avatar doesn't has never. No matter how much money Avatar makes, it has at the moment, it has no imprint on pop culture the way most franchises or most of the big money makers of all. That's the irony of it. That it may be the biggest money maker of all time, but the reality is that it has had less of a cultural imprint, probably, certainly than Endgame. Probably you can make a case even less than Titanic has, as far as on some level. But it's just not something that it didn't, it didn't grab and didn't plant roots in people's hearts and minds. So that's why I would be curious to see how people react to to the second Avatar, how much the runtime. Well, how much it will affect potential box office? It may not. I mean, it's probably like about 20 minutes, I think, longer than Endgame. But Endgame didn't. But as you kind of mentioned with Elvis and other and other and we've talked about with other movies, some movies, it doesn't matter how long they are because it doesn't feel it. Endgame didn't feel like three hours. Endgame could have been three and a half hours. It would have been fine because it didn't feel like it. But some movies, you feel every last minute of it. And it doesn't mean that it's boring necessarily, 
but the pacing is off or it's just so slow that you start getting kind of like agita in your in your chair even if it's only like a two hour and 20 something minute movie so even like like black panther black panther is a movie i don't i'm not bored with i was never bored when i saw black panther but black panther didn't really need to be two hours and 45 or approximately 245 either they could have shaved some time off and it, and it would have and it would have flowed better but i wasn't bored avatar is going to be an interesting challenge there because i don't know how i don't know if this if the story is going to be that compelling to for three hours and like 20 minutes and then you factor in the pre-show in the trailers you're talking about close to what 345 so you're getting close to a four-hour experience from the time your ass probably hits the seats to the time you're done so it'll be curious and in in the 3d like we talked about that movie had how have the theaters kept their 3d or upgraded their 3d capacity to maximize this movie including the brightness of the bulbs and all these things because if the 3d experience is not good for people then they're not going to go back and see it multiple times in 3d and that's how that movie makes big bucks if that's what happens you know they're going to get a big boost from 3d more than most movies because that's the whole the hook with this movie is to see it in 3d but if the 3d doesn't work for people then there goes your repeat business especially if the story isn't good enough to carry it on its own. Yeah. Avatar is one of the ones, look, I'm not super hyped for it. I am curious enough to go see it in the theaters. It's interesting to me that I'm actually, it's the first movie in a long time. I thought, is there an IMAX near me? Um, Cause I, I, I'd be very curious to see the scope of that on an IMAX screen. But there, I also sometimes feel like depending on where you're sitting in an IMAX theater, something can be lost um, by uh, experiencing it uh, in, uh, for the first time in IMAX, uh, even especially in 3D, too. Um, like, I, I don't know what, but there there sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm missing something the, based on the size size of that screen. But. Uh, I I get the feeling that uh, it could be enhanced by that experience. I can honestly say, as of now, I have not by choice. It's just circumstance and what's and location. I was let me correct myself. I was gonna say I've never seen anything. I've never seen anything in IMAX. But for some reason, I want to say there was, and maybe I'm wrong about this. I know they had something similar to IMAX back when they had the Warner Brothers store down down in New York City. That the top floor of that huge warner brothers store was a i thought it might have been a i'm i might have been an imax screen but i could be wrong but it was something like that because it was a marvin the martian cartoon just a real movie and a true imax screen i've never i've never seen anything yet so you're right avatar could be one but again you're right it could be something where you could possibly it could enhance some things but you could lose it lose it in others i am curious about the 3d i haven't seen a 3d movie I haven't seen a 3D movie in a while. And although they're not counting when they did not counting when they did the 3D Jaws uh, release uh, like a month and a half ago, because that was actually pretty decent. But I haven't seen a first a first run movie in 3D in a long time. And most of and let's be honest, most of the 3D as it was winding down in the mid to late uh, 20 teens was sucking again because everything was post-converted. They weren't shooting anything in 3D. They were just post-converting and figuring, hey, we're going to get people to come in and watch. Well, people stopped coming, and and it was like a 
which came first, the chicken or the egg? Did they stop shooting in shooting in 3D because people weren't going to see 3D movies, or did people stop going to see 3D movies because they stopped shooting in 3D and doing really crappy post conversion? That's why Avatar will be interesting too. But I on to, to see how that draws people back in, and I did I did notice obviously just by at my theater that we have clearly you have a lot more 3D showings on opening night that you normally would compare to anything else, which is not surprising, but it's going to be quite interesting to see how good the 3D is and how in demand those 3D showings are, which is one of the reasons why Avatar kept going and going and going much like Titanic did. But Avatar's hook was the 3D because at the end of the day, everybody kept saying, Oh, you have to see it in 3D that that if you're going to see it, you have to see it in 3D. So a lot of, Theater chains back then didn't have many screens in 3D. That was what kind of brought 3D was coming back because you already had movies that you already had, like, uh, I think you had Coraline. And I think I'm trying to remember if Monsters vs. Aliens came out before. For some reason, I want to say that did come out behind, uh, before Avatar did. I, I can double check that, but you had some, but like my, my bloody Valentine came out in 3D because that was right before. We had our first 3D house at our, at our Regal. They didn't, they didn't open it. They didn't finish that theater's refurb or upgrade until after, uh, my bloody Valentine was done. So, cause we saw that in 2D. And then the first Coraline was the first movie they had in 3D. So it was coming back, but we know Avatar is what brought it back and made so many theater chains add so many 3D capable screens to whatever number of screens they had in their multiplex. So that's why this is going to be interesting to see if Avatar can bring back a lot of the interest. But I saw, I would be, if I actually liked the movie as a whole, that would be surprising to me. I'm not saying it can't happen, but that's what I, that's where my, my curiosity lies in what kind of movie it actually is, because I don't know in the current movie going environment that it, even if the 3D is spectacular, but most people are saying or agree that the story is eh. But the, but the special effects are fantastic. I don't know if that will work the same way that it did in 2009. And, you yeah. know, I think the last movie I saw in IMAX was actually Thor, the first one. Um, wow. that would make, yeah, that was, that would make sense because 3D was still, and all that, all that stuff was still pretty, was pretty big back then. Yeah. There's actually, there's a, the Bullock Museum in Austin, the Texas State History Museum. Um, has an IMAX theater in it, a proper IMAX theater, not just one of those ones that are a slightly larger screen than normal that calls itself IMAX, but an actual IMAX theater. And I pulled up their website, and it does look like from the 15th of December through the 12th of January, they'll be showing Avatar The Way of Water. So I might go see that there. Um, but I did have a couple other things. Go ahead. Mentioned uh, Hocus Pocus 2, I saw. Uh, didn't really talk about much on the show. Um, I, I have ties to the original Hocus Pocus. It's something my sister and I grew up with. And while this movie did capture a lot of that, it was a little too on the nose this time. They, it's not like they didn't purposely add comedy to the original movie. That's, it's a kid's movie. They didn't want to make it too scary. Stuff like that. There was things that were obviously made comedic in the original but I felt like they leaned too hard into it this time around. And also they leaned too hard into the idea that the Sanderson sisters, you know, occasionally bust out in a song because they show up and then immediately start singing. 
in the very first <laughs> in their very first appearance on screen outside of a flashback. I saw it twice. The first time I saw it was just to see it. The second time I saw it, um, you know, I was busy. It was just something to enjoy or whatever closer to Halloween. And it was it was OK. On It was better on a second viewing when I, you know, tried to let go of my critical eye of it uh, and just have fun with it and take it for face value. Also, I, I do remember because I was listening to our preview episode uh, earlier today to try and remember what I had mentioned in, in it. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't get through the whole thing, but I did hear myself say in that January episode that I hadn't yet seen Eternals. I have seen Eternals now. <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show, but I have seen Eternals and yeah, it was all right. <laughs> that pretty much sums up most people's view on the Eternals. It, it, it sets up a corner of MC uh, or of just Marvel Cosmic that I'm not as familiar with. And therefore doesn't give me much of a linchpin into caring much. Now, the end of it with the the Pip the Troll gives me Warlock stuff. And I'm like, ah, ah, which also they gave us a bit in Guardians 2. But, um, you know, honestly, Eternals is the damn wild card in all of this, if you really think about it, because... Where are they going with the Black Knight? Where are they going with the Eternals? Where are they going with the Celestials? Like, you, it, it seems like if you could if you could take Eternals out of the equation, you almost could make a clearer picture of where the MCU is headed. Because of that damn movie, it's like, wait, what? How is all this going to fit in? And maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But that's my feeling about it. Uh, it it's... It's a fun-ish movie. It's cool effects-wise. Lots of superpowers on display. Some good acting here and there. I actually feel primarily more on behalf of some of the female leads as opposed to the male leads, unfortunately, um, on this one. But um, I don't know. I just I, – I really, I really enjoyed it on its own merit, sort of. Like if it was somehow detached from – the MCU, I think I could like it better, but it just it throws this fucking wrench in the whole thing that just drives me up a wall um, because, you know, e- you know, sometimes you should just sit back and enjoy things and not try and think about the next steps of the MCU and how does it all fit in and blah, blah, blah. But you just you, you can't help but do it at this point. And and I, like I said, the Eternals is just such a <laughs> cluster of like, wait, how? How does this all make sense in in one cohesive picture of where we're going from now on? I, I don't know. Also, a movie I hadn't seen that I did end up seeing. I don't know. It, it came out in 2021, I think, but I saw it in 2022. Encanto. Disney's Encanto. I liked it. It was very colorful. I did like a lot of the musical numbers, um, you know, cool powers and stuff um, and, you know, good, good family message and all of that. Um, I said this to some of my family members and they were actually surprised because apparently they like it more. I, I, I actually, I think I like Coco more than I like Encanto. Encanto was cool, had some good movies and or some good musical numbers and stuff like that, like I said. But I think I still put Coco above Encanto, which I guess some people in my immediate circle don't agree with. <laughs> so, which I found weird. Um <laughs> Have you seen Encanto? Do you I watch not, some of those I Disney have actually movies? that that is a movie when it first came out I did want to see. I have not seen it 
it's good. It's worth the time. It's not like you're gonna be like, oh, this is stupid. No, I know. It, it's it's like a like a myriad of other things. It's stuff that you want to watch, you add to your list, and it's like, or you, it's like that that Netflix that Netflix debate or their their research. It's like if when when you first see that it's there and you want to watch something, it's like if you don't watch it after the first like couple of weeks, and the odds are you'll never watch it. And that's kind of what it's been like. It's less of an excuse on Disney Plus because while they do add some stuff frequently. It's not they don't have this big dump of movies like often like Netflix, HBO Max and even things like uh, Tubi get right when you get to the beginning of the year. Yeah. A month, I mean, beginning of the month. And then it's like it's easy to get stuff that's drowned out. So I, I do want to watch it because it is something that, again, because of like you mentioned, the color and because of the the you know, the the, the Latin influence and things like that, it kind of appeals to me. So I do still I do still want to watch it but there's a there's a bunch of things they've added some of the a lot of the disney and pixar stuff that they've put out in the last last year since everything since the post pandemics uh relaunch of everything there's very little that i've actually sat down and watched on those that tier of movies that um what, what was the one with tom holland when they were like trolls or whatever they were onward i saw onward. that onward i, I I, I must have fallen asleep on that movie like at least three times, which is not Onward because, is good. Yeah, which is not a, a shot at the movie. Again, it was something I'd put on in the evening. And but again, it's been it's kind of been drowned out. But but red and a bunch of other things I've never I yeah, just, I've seen that. I just have. It's not because I have I have anything against seeing them. It's like I just have not been able to buckle down. Yeah, I got. Three other things. I finally rewatched the first couple of episodes and then finished the first season and then the second season of Stargirl. Stargirl is if you can get past the idea that the show isn't really intended for you. And by you, I mean me, a 35 year old man, uh, you know, especially with the, the main character and characters being a bunch of teenagers or preteens and stuff like that. Uh, it's obviously not meant for us. Um, it's a pretty damn good show uh, as a DC fan. I, you get past the, the kitty nature of it to some extent. And then the CW ness of it all. It's a damn good show. Uh, I haven't started watching season three yet, which is supposedly it's last season, unfortunately. Um, but it's it's good. It's a I I I'm really glad that uh, I have it in my collection. You know, I of course you know with my DC stuff specifically coming out on Blu-rays as sometimes I'll just buy something having never seen it. Go I'll get to it later. And Stargirl was one of those things where I'd only seen like the pilot or first two episodes or something like that, and I was like, oh, well I've got all the other CW shows I got to add this one right. Um, so I just happened to have seasons one and two and i was like all right time to get to these and damn good highly recommend um and then of course i saw obi-wan kenobi I oh you did you did watch the obi-wan show i did after you guys did your review well well after but i did see it disappointed slightly uh i don't know what i expected again i'm not the star wars fan everybody else is but um i expected more i don't know uh, it almost goes against the logic of it, you know, like that he has to be in hiding and that he's protecting the kids and stuff like that. 
So it almost goes against the logic of the situation for me to expect a big action movie because all the action or, or sorry, series, uh, because all the action would, of course, draw attention to him and stuff like that. So uh, I, I I don't know why I expected so much um, action out of that film or sorry, I keep saying film out of that series. Um, but, I, you know. The reality of it is I did and I didn't get it, uh, not to the extent that I was hoping. So um, it was enjoyable, but it felt like more enjoyable the latter half. And I could do without the first. Um, the little girl who played Leia, I thought she did a great job. And um, yeah, otherwise, I don't I, I, I don't know that I would care much. Now, what I do need to watch, though, is Andor because. My brother-in-law, who famously hates everything, um, you know, uh, in terms of the newer movie trilogy and everything else that's come since it, um, apparently watched Andor and it's the best Star Wars thing that he's for, for him that he's seen ever in a long time. And for him, that's high marks. So that gives me natural curiosity. Have I seen it? No, but uh, it does make me curious to see it. I will probably give that a go for the end of the year. Um, but the last thing I wanted to mention, um, the, the probably my single favorite watching experience of 2022 was The Sandman on Netflix. I fucking love that show have you seen it no that's another that's another thing added to my list shortly after that's that's like uh I, like mark i want to do an episode uh that i love that show. it's so good now whether or not you want to of course that remains to be seen after after you see it i'm not going to make you do an episode on something you don't particularly have any enjoyment for but holy shit man i i binged the hell out of that and then they did this they did a, i don't remember how many episodes they originally released but the it was so genius that like it got this it got this hype for the first however many episodes they put out that was supposed like oh that's the season right and then like a couple of weeks after it released then they go oh yeah here's two more episodes <laughs> and like all the hype kicked back up again and it was like oh that's 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 kind of brilliant uh i i really like that that's a cool move because i had said i mean i had blown through those episodes um when it first dropped and i was just like wow i can't wait for more and then they gave me more <laughs> and it was all great um sandman is one of those things like it's one of those classic dc properties that people will point to as iconic dc landmark works you've got your um your batman the dark knight returns you have uh, alan moore's swamp thing you have watchmen you have um robinson's starman uh, but then you also have neil gaiman's sandman as one of the things that people point to i've read an issue or two but unfortunately, I've never read the series. I've experienced Sandman in a lot of other ways um, through people just, you know, podcasts talking about it, you know, people who are knowledgeable and did read the stuff. I've I've uh, been listening to the Audible adaptations of, of Sandman. Uh, Sandman actually death. There was a death short 
on one of the DC animated films, you know, that occasionally they'll do like a short film attached to it in the special features. Death had one. Uh, Sandman has shown up a couple of times. And, and, and of course, you know, the, you know, the dreaming and, and, uh, and all of his brothers and sisters and stuff like that have shown up in things like related to Constantine and, and stuff like that. So I have been tangentially connected to the world of Neil Gaiman's Sandman and familiar with it in some ways, aside from reading the actual comics. Um, so I cannot sit here and say that it's so faithful, but from everything I know, have experienced, have understood of Sandman, aside from reading the actual issues, it feels like the most faithful adaptation of something I've seen in a long time. And I was consumed by that show and uh i i can't wait for more um and uh yeah i just uh i mean i i, I might watch another i might start a rewatch of that tonight after we're done recording uh because i'm just so hyped on that sandman sandman was not even really on my radar in that episode we recorded in january and it's probably my absolute biggest shock uh you know favorite favorite thing uh you know streaming and or film of uh of 2022 i will try when i have my break when i have my two weeks off towards the end of december i will try to watch that it'll take less probably it'll take less time than watching andor i'm gonna go back and watch andor to see if i can make it through like the first four plus episodes and see if it grabs me it's a pretty that's a that's a pretty it just seems like there's no with Andor, there's no middle ground with Andor. Either you really, really like it and you think, oh, it's the best Star Wars since blah, 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 blah. Or you think it's boring and you don't care. It doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of middle of mm. middle ground on that. So uh, I don't know if I'm going to be in the thumbs up category, considering I wasn't overly impressed with the episode and a half I saw before I dozed off. But it's not a, but it's a small sample size. So that's why I want to go back and at least try to watch like the first three or four episodes and see if there's any kind of hook that grabs me, that grabs me in. Um, So I'm going to do that. uh, Looking at Monsters vs. Aliens was 2009 for what it's worth. I got I did remember that correctly. Uh, Shows that I did watch during the year that uh, you never watched Peacemaker, right? Before you lost HBO Max. Uh, unfortunately, no, but it is one of the movies, uh, credit to where credit is due to DC at this point or Warner. Um, at least they are putting their original TV shows and content out on Blu-ray still. So I will be picking up Peacemaker on Blu-ray. Yes. Peacemaker also because you had really low expectations. I think that that always helps when there's like no expectations. So when it's good and people think your thing's going to essentially suck, it's a nice double whammy to, to elevate it and again peacemaker was a perfect example of why the weekly release schedule is smart because if you dump all that at one time that move that show would not have been as popular because the people who didn't have an interest in it wouldn't would never probably committed to sitting there and watching it but the word of mouth on that show was got picked up and picked up so it was a show that caught more fire as it as it went on so i thought that was good uh, i mentioned this show i I mentioned this show before, but I think I mentioned it when, we, when uh, in the Ms. Marvel episode, just because of the well, it's kind of it is it is an apples to apples in a way because uh, 
obviously uh Ms. Mar- uh Ms. Marvel is tied to is tied to India to that. The never never have I ever on the, on Netflix as a show that I've watched all three seasons of. And I was and you, you reminded me of it when you're talking about Stargirl, a show that again on the surface is not in the your real house based on based on multiple factors. Not just mostly intended our audience though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we're just but I mean why is why it, we're not in their wheelhouse that never have I ever is another is another I mean my god it's a it's it, it's a show about an Indian American girl and it's being narrated by John McEnroe so you talk about a show that's offbeat I mean if you watch the first season you know why John McEnroe is the narrator it's it's it's, it's pretty important but the reality is that's a show that I've watched all three seasons of it's got one more season that they're doing and that's going to be the end that I really really like that show I would recommend that uh Obi-Wan like Obi-Wan's a good example of a show that finished strong overall, not perfectly, but like the last two, two episodes, especially were strong. And I think that makes people forget the sins of a lot of the middle episodes. I, to me, it wasn't perfect. It should have been better. They didn't really need as much. I'm sorry, Reva. They didn't need to focus on Reva as much as she was. She was because that's not what people were coming to see. But the reality is I liked it. And I am glad at least they got us where we needed to go because you knew putting Obi-Wan back together again was the only acceptable way to be, have him be so broken to start with. You had to get him back together at the end. And, and they did they did that. So I like that. And show I watched, dropped last week. I watched all of it. I kind of I savored it to a certain extent that I didn't finish it in, in the first day that the Tim Burton Wednesday show starring Jenna Ortega who kind of was born for that role because she's so she's good in everything, but she was, she's perfectly created for that role. I don't think that show ends as strongly as it could have, but I think, and not all the casting is perfect. I don't think they at all works, but most of the kids in the school with Wednesday Adams, I thought they were really well cast and, and the mystery that they are kind of working on. And it, it's, it's, I thought I thought overall it was well acted, it was well written, and it worked. So I, I was pretty blown away by that as a general. I mean, I was looking forward to it, so it's not like I, it was out of the blue. It was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. But that was something that that was that was something that really really surprised me as as far as I was hoping it would be good. But you know, Tim Burton stuff can be hit or miss too. He's really good visually, but you know, storytelling plot wise is not always his his forte. But so maybe that also factors into, you know, kind of where how it to me kind of goes off the rails slightly in the final episode. But I liked it. And I think I would recommend anybody who is on the fence checking that out. Speaking of something that just came right. out or will just come out. Are you going to watch the uh, Tim Allen Christmas? Oh, so Santa, Santa Clauses or whatever it is. Yeah, that I have. N- I would like to. That's another thing I better get on. I better get on it soon. I know like but the first two, whatever dropped, they dropped. But I that that also got overshadowed because I had the I had the Guardians thing to watch and 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 Wednesday dropped right bef- right around you know right before Thanksgiving. So I had so that's kind of what I was that's kind of what I was focusing in on. Um I think I started watching I think I started watching Wednesday right bef- right before Thanksgiving. And then I watched it when I got home on Thanksgiving because Friday morning technically is when the Guardian special dropped. So I think I basically tried tried to finish Wednesday before and then roll into the Guardian special afterwards. But 
I would like to. I would like I would like to check it out. So that's another thing that I'm hoping I will. So but there's uh-huh. been a but but there was a overall it was a it was it was pretty a pretty good year overall. There weren't too many there weren't too many things that were <laughs> steaming piles. Certainly things that we were looking other than maybe objectively, and even that it's kind of like a tongue in cheek, that maybe uh, other maybe love and thunder. But other than that, I don't think there was that many things that we were really, really looking forward to that just completely were horrible. Yeah, um, I I was going to interject during the episode, but I did it a couple of times and it just felt like it threw everything off base. So I will just list out for you guys listening at home um, what episodes we had this year that covered more in depth. If there were certain movies that you th- wanted to hear us talk about more in this episode that we didn't, uh, I can point to those other episodes and you can go listen to those. Um, obviously we mentioned in the episode before this 499A, we talked about our, uh, Mark and Dan, I believe talked about Wakanda forever. Uh, right before that 498 was, um, Black Adam. Uh, then we had 497, which was our She-Hulk and Werewolf by Night episode. Um, 496, you talked about Halloween ends with, uh, with Ryan, I believe. Yes. Uh, I'm, and I'm going to mention some of these other things. Uh, this is not all necessarily in chronological order. Um, 489, we talked about the Green Lantern animated movie Beware My Power that came out this year. Can't forget that that came out. And it's on HBO Max. If you have HBO Max and haven't seen it, it is there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 486, Love and Thunder. We also have uh, 485, Miss Marvel. Talked about that. Uh, 483, you and Ryan again talked about Obi-Wan. Uh, 478, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. 477, Moon Knight, the series. Can't forget that this year also, uh, The Batman came out. Yes, I, that was something that was on my list to mention, and then we, and we kind of veered off. Yes, it seems like it wasn't, but that was, what, March? So that was so long ago, but The yeah. Batman was actually one of the more important movies that came out in in, in 2022. Yeah. And that was episode 470. We also have episode 467, the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> and uh, you also had a bunch of mini episodes. Yes. Uh, I was going to say some of the, some of the, some of the uh, movies we talked about t- tonight, maybe in a little more detail that uh, at least the two of us, we mentioned for the first time that, yeah, like Top Top Gun. I know there was a mini. There was definitely a mini episode for that. Yeah. So these don't have numbers associated to them, but I did grab the dates. If you guys want to find them in our feed, uh, you talked about Scream on February eighth, uh, Morbius on April thirteenth, uh, Top Gun Maverick on June seventh, uh, and you also had another mini episode much later that was talked about a combination of things, including Smile and Don't Worry Darling on October eleventh. Yeah, we actually had a good amount of mini uh, minis. Uh, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I, because I don't like when I when I'm by myself, I don't necessarily like rambling on too long. So uh, sometimes it's easier to know that you if to try to do like a 20 minute episode just talking about three or four movies, so you know you can just hit hit the high hit the high points, especially because most of those mini episodes I think were designed to be non spoilery. So there wasn't a lot of it was basically thumbs up, thumbs down. And just basic thoughts on what worked and what didn't without giving away you know plot details on that. For sure. But uh, yeah, guys, let us know what you think. A couple of you actually, I think somebody in one of our feedback ep- uh, episodes did actually ask us to do something like this. Yeah, I, I do. I do remember that. And we kind of mentioned that that was something that we had 
it certainly was something we had talked about before and we I we didn't think we were necessarily going to do it this year, which is funny because we were just literally talking about this like the other day and we were trying to figure out how it was how it might fit in or even if we wanted to do it, it might not fit in for various reasons. And then by luck of the draw, we had an opening and it's like, well, let's just wing it and do it. <laughs> yeah. So it'll definitely be something we evolve as the years go on. Um, but for sure, let us know what you guys thought of the episode. Mark, if people want to reach out, tell us what their favorite uh, watching experiences were in 2022 or have any suggestions on uh, how to improve this uh format this new episode that we're going to be doing um how do they reach out to us lanterncast at gmail.com the website is lanterncast.com you can follow us on twitter like us on facebook hashtag glcast we're on apple Podcasts, spotify and stitcher so please leave us a positive review on all platforms you listen to us on last but not least if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or text and I did use the number, Chad, so we should be safe about that, by the way. I called. So I called the number so I won't be deactivated. <laughs> I called myself that uh, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or a text, 708 Lantern, and let us know what you think. If you still are interested in our Discord, again, you can 708 Lantern us or, of course, lanterncast at gmail.com. Yes. Also, I did want to mention for the folks listening at home, um, Leaving the political stuff aside from a technical, as in I work in the tech industry field uh, type of thing and have for the past decade, should Twitter actually implode, which it may or may not. It seems like a big beast to kill, but it's still a killable beast. Uh, and some decisions are being made that, again, not politically, but from a technical standpoint, I don't know were the right decisions. I did create us a... Twitter alternative over on Hive, which seems to be which is the place people are going. So if you are one of the people who have started to migrate over to Hive, LanternCast is officially on Hive. And should Twitter just disappear one day without warning, you can find us there, too. <laughs> so uh, it exists. I'm not saying what I'm I, what I'm saying is we will use it with regularity when Twitter, if and when Twitter disappears, I'm not going to start <laughs> hyping up an audience. I'm not going to start keeping track of a whole nother social media platform when the other one we're using is still working. <laughs> that 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 is a smart, smart plan. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. We'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Good night.